What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? So I'm going to take you back a little bit mm. to the, the wrestling days. Oh. Our, our, our wrestling days. Oh. So tonight I'm going to have a Steve Austin's <laughs> Broken Skull IPA. This is this is a drink. Yeah. This is a real drink. <laughs> Steve is, it, is it endorsed by Steve Austin? Stone Cold Steve Austin? I, I, yeah. I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass. It's by, it's by a company called El Segundo. El Segundo. El Segundo Brewing Company. Yeah. So that'd be pretty nice. Broken skull, so I can like bash it over my head like he did in the drink out. Of that, right? <laughs> Man, Stone Cold was awesome. I know. Even whenever he became a bad guy, everybody still loved him. <laughs> everybody loved him. He beat the shit out of his balls, Vince McMahon. You remember that? Yeah. He beat the living shit out of Vince McMahon. <laughs> we were talking about wrestling the other day. I was talking about so I got it at work. Three one six Steve Austin. <laughs> we were talking Listen about. Here, punk. Generation D or X? What was it called? Generation <laughs> Gen, Gen, Generation X. Yeah, Generation <laughs> X. <laughs> oh man, they had all kinds of cool characters. The this NWO. Is, are you ready to play the game? No. Oh man, even man that that was one of the cool things about wrestling was was all, almost everybody had these really badass intro themes. <laughs> Triple H, you, you remember? You, you remember you Triple had H? To. I mean, Motorhead. Yeah. It's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> That's it, man. Fucking Triple H. He was all awesome. spades. <laughs> spades. Little <laughs> <laughs> theme song he had. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I oh, remember they had the when best we were, songs, though, man. I remember like when it started coming on because we didn't have like so when it started coming on was it was it Thursday night uh-huh. or Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Thursday night. It was WWE Thursday night, yeah. It came on, and I remember... Smackdown. That's what it was. It was Smackdown. <laughs> yeah, Smackdown, That's what yeah. it was called. <laughs> Smackdown. <laughs> we would love Every to watch Thursday, Smackdown, though. It was something we love to watch. WWE Smackdown. <laughs> Welcome to the late 2000s. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I remember we were following. I remember there well, there was period. two of them. There was there was <laughs> Thursday Raw. night, there, and then there was Monday night Raw. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's and, what it was. But yeah, Raw man. was probably, in my opinion, was probably the better one. Yeah. I think Raw was really cool. It had a uh, Randy Orton. Um, I think Stone, Stone Cold was on Raw. Yeah. There is somebody called There's, Sting. Sting. That's WCW though, right? Oh, maybe Actually, it is. I think maybe he's it is. <laughs> I feel like oh, I saw really? something where he was. He NWO, was, the yeah. New World Order. Brother oh, right, yeah. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> he he led the NW. Well, actually, that was that was WCW. That wasn't Sm- that wasn't Monday Night Raw. The NWO was during WCW. Hulk Hogan had this this group of renegades. Him and um, right. shit. Who was the other guy? Well, there was all kind. There was a lot of people that ended up like Do you joining what the it. Name of the group was. Remember the name of the group was. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it started out with like three of them. And that was their whole thing. They were called the NWO, the New World Order. And they would kind of like disrupt matches, you know, when like shit wasn't going going in their favor. I mean, they were degenerates. When when <laughs> shit wasn't going in their favor, like they would run into and the ring. Love that, right? And they would beat the shit out of the guy that was winning. You know, they'd knock the ref out or something. <laughs> and then, of course, of course. Natu- in there, you right, know, right, right, right. The, the ref was always just a casualty of war in wrestling. <laughs> of course, right. But, but it's funny because they would, like, knock the ref out. And then, you know, after they've done beat the shit out of, you know, the wrestler <laughs> that was, you know, the one that was winning. And they run back off. And then the ref magically wakes back up. And all 
of a sudden he sees he sees the bad guys pinning the right. the guy who got beat up, and the ref just like does the countdown. He doesn't once question what the fuck happened. <laughs> I just love that man. You know, I noticed too as as time went on, the narratives got a lot more intense. Yeah, I remember when we were growing up, going to to Thursday night SmackDown. Thursday night SmackDown. <laughs> it was Thursday night, right? I'm saying I think it was Thursday. Right. I'm pretty okay. sure. I feel that. So, anyways, I remember there was so you had um, at the time we were watching it. We had they had Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah, was introduced in yeah Eddie Guerrero yeah, and and then you also had um, this thing that he had <laughs> going on with with the guy called Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio, six one nine. Six one nine two in particular is that I remember they had this really intense narrative going on yeah, for yeah. some time. They were tag team partners for a they while. They were. They were like tag team partners, but then it had something to do with like, there was a child involved, and maybe <laughs> there was... Am I, am I, am I, I don't remember. This? Am I recalling this correctly? Like, I remember they had Ray beef, they had had beef at some point. Or, or, or they were messing around with the same woman or something yeah. like that. It was something crazy. I just remember it was like... He was Uncle Eddie. Uncle, Uncle Eddie Uncle. got a little out of hand. Caused some problems with the family, I think. And Eddie Guerrero, he ended up. I think he's. I think he's gone now. Yeah, I don't remember if he. I don't know if it was. They had Carlito Caribbean cool. <laughs> I remember that too. Spit in the face of those who don't want to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Carlito. Carlito. Uh, who else was there, Chris? There was the Undertaker. Well, he's retired now, right? God, he was huge. You remember how how tall that guy was? Those guys were. Huge. Yeah, but I mean, he was he was tall. That dude was big. Hey, what was the guy? There was a guy too that would wrestle, or he—I'm sorry—he was—he was on during this time, and he would—he uh, always wore like a cowboy hat. He would like sometimes ride in on a limo or a four wheeler. <laughs> I don't. Oh, that was just one that popped in my head. <laughs> JBL. John Bradshaw Layfield. Yeah, well, he was, he was, was he Texan or something? I don't remember. I, I think he remember, was. Remember, he always had his cowboy hat on. I don't know. We had a lot of fun, though, didn't we? Watching that stuff. We did, man. <laughs> I just remember, <laughs> I just remember we used to look forward to it every Thursday night. Thursday night. I don't feel like we had Raw, because I feel like it came on a different channel. Oh, yeah, it was on cable. So I was thinking the other day, I, I was, uh, I've been pr- trying to practice some things to mm-hmm. improve myself a little bit as a person. Yeah. And... One of the things that I've been trying to practice is being somebody who's a lot more at peace mm-hmm. and trying to be a lot more kinder to people around me. Mindfulness. Uh, trying to practice mindfulness. I'm not mm-hmm. very good at it. I like to dissociate a lot. <laughs> I enjoy you like it. to, I or it just happens. It, it happens, <laughs> but I also enjoy it. It's my go-to, dissociation. But, no, I'm trying to practice more mindfulness and trying to improve certain characteristics about myself that I know need improvement. Right. And so, just to give you an example. So, I mean, for me, you know, it's hard for me to do things in a really large magnitude at a time. Or, sorry, it's hard for me to do a lot. So I I mean, that's that's generally difficult. (laughs) Anyways, yeah. But, but fair enough. Me, it's but probably me, harder. I have to do things at a slower pace sure. than a lot of people. Sure. You know, I've got to take it. Just to give you an example of something that may seem kind of minor, but it's something that I've been trying to work on is uh, my road rage. <laughs> so you know, I, didn't, I didn't know you had road rage. <laughs> oh God, who doesn't have road rage? <laughs> I, I don't. Who, who drives? <laughs> well, you're one of those people that everybody probably gets road yeah, rage about, right? right? 
because I'm careful. What is this guy doing? Hey, I'm in a. I'm He's in driving a, the speed limit. I'm in an aluminum box that's going da-da, sixty da-da. miles an hour. Do you know what that can do to a human? So, so I get it. You're a logical human being, but some of us have work to do, Alex. Sure. Some of us. <laughs> I'm enough. one of those people, but I but I want to explain that I have not always been this way. Uh huh. This experience of road rage has been very recent in my life. <laughs> so to kind of give you some background, I live in Taylor County, mm-hmm. but I work in Marion County, right, Kentucky. And you, so you work in a neighboring county. So to get there every day to work, it's about anywhere from twenty-five minutes to thirty minutes to get uh-huh. back and forth to work. And so on this highway that I have to take to get there, or the main traveled highway, mm-hmm. Camelsville Highway. The best way I can describe it, it's like, I feel like I mentioned this before, once before to you, mm-hmm. but driving back and forth on the highway that I have to take to get to work is like, it's like being on the Autobahn. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's lawless. It's, <laughs> I've said this before, I think I made the analogy that it was like being in a Mad Max film. It was just... <laughs> Molotov cocktails flying into my windshield, you know. <laughs> Witness me. On my, <laughs> Witness on my me. Car. No, seriously, it's 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 one of the most anxiety creating experiences that I've had every day. Yeah, because people are just crazy. Well, I think I think highways are anxiety inducing, anyways. I mean, you're going you're generally going pretty fucking fast and kind of swerving around each other. Merge, merge. All it takes is somebody oh, to oh, it's do one me. stupid thing, one person not to pay attention, so, and it can cause so some serious the thing is, shit. Because because I've I've con- consistently driven on this road that yeah. has aggressive drivers on it. Mm-hmm. Naturally, it's caused me as a chain of effect to have to adapt, and I myself have found myself becoming <laughs> aggressive. an aggressive driver, right? Let the so hate now everywhere flow through I go, you. So now I find myself going to places even outside of that highway mm-hmm. and, and being in that same type of mode where I'm riding up on people, I'm driving <laughs> way too far over the speed limit, you know, <sighs> I'm looking at somebody, why is he so close, to me? why he's looking a little too close to me from behind, you know, it's all these crazy right. anxieties, about to do. and I'm on this, I'm, I'm this intense driver that everybody hates, you know, the asshole, right? Right, right, right. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, like, this can't, this can't be. Mm-hmm. So I'm becoming this, I'm becoming this extremely aggressive driver, mm-hmm. and it's creating problems like, you know, on my way to work in the morning. I'm already getting anxious and upset, and <laughs> right. I haven't even started the day yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm a great way to up, wake up. And I'm like, there's other people like this, you know, <laughs> that that are that are starting their day every day. So I'm like, I've got to take myself out of the element. Mm-hmm. So an easy change. There's other options to be able to get to my work from where I live at. Uh-huh. And they just so happen to be back roads. Scenic routes. Well, the scenic routes. Yeah. By scenic routes, are not even that far out of the way. For example, one of the route I, t- I now take back and forth only adds on maybe five extra minutes to my trip. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But it's a back road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's not as much traffic. You generally don't have people being quite as intense and crazy on the back roads. You got all the other farmer browns chugging along, sipping right. coffee, enjoying the morning. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that, hey, it's... If I realized that I couldn't change the situation, mm-hmm. then I just found another way to take myself out of the. You adapted. 
And by doing so, I noticed that my aggression when I'm driving has <laughs> been decreased. Decreased. <laughs> so that was just maybe that's a good a weird, thing. Maybe that's a weird example to go by, but it was essentially kind of showing little uh-huh. small things in my life. No, that was a good like, idea. Like traveling back and forth to work seems like a kind of a small thing, but uh-huh. just by making little changes into that, I feel like I've improved my existence a little bit. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. I'm, yeah. I'm one less. I'm one less intense bully driver on the road. Right? Well, I mean, you've essentially eliminated a stressful part of your day. I have. <laughs> and that's a good. Anytime, I, anytime you can do that, man, it's crazy. Very, it's crazy what stress does to you. Oh my god! Research it. So I'm going to tell you. It this. literally can kill you. I'm going to tell you this. Causes like on blood that, restriction. On that note, I have been man. in bouts before where I have been under such mental stress and emotional stress. Mm-hmm. That like I've had physical changes. I've lost weight. Yeah. I've been yeah. unable to eat. Mm-hmm. I had like my hair would start falling out. Like crazy stuff. Like, yeah. I'm, you're literally watching yourself decay mm-hmm. from this from simply a feeling and a mindset. Right. That's how powerful the mind is. How powerful feelings are. Well, it it makes me wonder what was the what was the initial use of stress? Because I truly well, I believe that stress. Survival. Well, I think I think it was actually like a very positive thing because really? it's obviously a motivator. Think about it. When people are stressed out, even if they're not performing well, they're still pushing to try to get something done. Right. Or there's a reason why you're stressed. You're you're hyper focusing on something, and you're kind of having this freak out. But to me, I'm curious if stress was initially supposed to be used for things like, hey, it's getting dark outside, and there's a lot of crazy shit that comes out in the darkness, so we need to build a fire right now. That would be a stressful situation. We need to, we need to protect ourselves. Think about like, how much we... Kind of more of survival. In yeah, things, right? right, right, survival. survival it's very, anxiety, very primitive right. things. So... We feel really deep, intense bouts of stress, and whatever the situation is, a big event's coming up. You got to do something for work. You got to get something done in your life. But what I'm curious is, are we overexerting on that instinct? Should stress be that much of a factor? Why is stress such such a factor in most of our lives? When to me, it's probably supposed to be more or less a very primitive thing. Something that honestly, we probably at this point in our existence shouldn't really feel much of <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, I think. I, I, Does that I sound agree. weird? <laughs> I agree. I think that you know, there's a lot of. Uh, but we, like, exist I, I in it. I think there's a lot of unnecessary <laughs> stress that we, yes. I we exist in of, it, Chris. A lot of unnecessary Some people stress, thrive right. in it. Some people thrive in stress. Like, that shows you how twisted some of this has become. I'm going to get a high off this. Well, yeah, I mean, they like it. There, there are people who <laughs> like intense scenarios. Well, Everybody knows those. people. No, fuck, no. <laughs> Everybody knows people like that, though. That's a mental illness to me. I don't know. That's, well, but, that's but again, that, that just goes to show you how these basic potentially primitive instincts that we've always felt and had, how much we've expanded on them. I know I've talked about it before, but look at the idea of love, monogamy. That doesn't right. exist amongst other species. Hell, that's a, that's a strange thing to do. But somehow we were able to cultivate that instinct and expand upon it. Who knows? Who knows if we manifested that hey, because you know of our... I, you know what I've always thought? This is kind of going to go off the subject. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. But I'm just I've always wondered if marriage was actually something formulated by humans because we understood we couldn't overpopulate. 
marriage sort of restricts you to one mate, right? Uh-huh. Ide- and the idea of it, right? I mean, yeah. That do, actually, do, I mean, I, I know that's a, that's a little off no, subject. No, no, it's I, not. I'm taking out the element of of. I mean, that's this, a very this, that's a very noble undertaking. For a species to be like, hey, we've got to put <laughs> like, this in like check. We understand but you know, that, like, you know, I think marriage was actually can't... developed, though. Tell me, I think that that marriage became what it's considered today. You know, essentially something that is that does kind of incorporate the law into a binding of two people. Yeah, you know, who 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 are supposed to share a bond with each other. Right. That really, even after all this stuff is said and done, none of it should ever really matter. I think that that there was a point in our history that, well, I mean, we know for a fact there was a point in our history that women did, didn't hold a lot of rights. They weren't able to buy and purchase certain things, and I, I believe one of them was land. And I could be totally off on this as far as why this probably is what it is, but to me it always seemed that marriage was kind of systematically placed to give protections to families, essentially. If somebody died, they could inherit property. It, it was it was a fail-safe to keep their, you yeah. know, from, from, you know... That makes sense, too. From, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out, but, you know, to also keep, you know, some of the debtors at bay and stuff. You know, it, it was a very practical solution to something that probably was, could have potentially been a very horrific experience for a lot right. of people. But I, I, think, I think we live in a society now that... Well, it seems like we utilize the system more now than ever, but I think we also live in a society that probably really shouldn't need that anymore. At this point, we should have figured out a lot of these things, a lot of these things that just don't work. We should have evolved from those experiences. Maybe it's lost its meaning. Maybe it's not considered sacred anymore. Maybe it's like... something that's an event, and it you know it happens, <laughs> and and that's you know, and that is what it is. I mean, it's it's um, it's certainly very different mm-hmm. in today's world. The idea of marriage is very different. Yeah, I mean, it it's certainly seems like it's it's easier for people to just kind of leave, right, or get out of those commitments than it used to be in the past. And that's not to say that in the past people were in relationships they didn't need to get out of. Sure, sometimes there was also sure. the other effect where people would stay in horrible relationships. Mm-hmm. Just because it was not acceptable or seen as acceptable to leave. Yeah. But it certainly seems like people don't have that worry nowadays. So mm-hmm. does that mean that the process needs to be different? I don't know. Any process that's instituted, because, especially I mean, within our government. To go back to what you were saying, talking about like women's rights or women's uh, laws, I mean, a lot of that has, cha- has changed. Right, absolutely. So, but... But I mean, some people will tell you that some of the the rules and things that are utilized in like divorce court systems are mm-hmm. it's kind of outdated. A lot of times people will tell you that it's uh-huh. a little outdated. Yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a real interesting thing. It's a real interesting topic. It's definitely changed. Yeah, quite a bit. I agree. You were talking about Darth Maul earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were telling me a little from bit Star Wars. Picture. Yeah, so so. Going back to uh, mm-hmm. anybody who who enjoys Marla. Darth Maul, is, he's a pretty badass character. Oh, he's great. A lot of people like him, yeah. but I don't know as much of the lore about it as you do. But mm-hmm. I know that you were telling me a little bit about um, some backstory mm-hmm. that you had read. I guess in a comic. You said it was in a comic book. Yeah, there's actually it's. So what they do with with things like, and maybe they do it with like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, anything that's like a kind of like a big. I don't even know if it has to be, has to be fantasy, but a big franchise, you know, a book that, 
that essentially develops a, a lore. Even if there's other things that exist outside of a movie or even a book or w- whatever it may be, it's you have to develop what's called canon. You have to develop storyline that all that 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 is that has symbiotic relationships with each different character. Everything has to fit together and make sense. So you develop what's called canon. And Star Wars ended up developing, later on developed a really cool backstory of a character who initially wasn't really supposed to be much of anything. He appears in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I think I think they kind of used his character more or less as um, he was kind of main, he was the main as 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 a gimmick. Guy. I think right. they kind of used him as a gimmick though because he looked really cool. If you've never seen what he looks like, he's got like he's tattooed with red and well, I think no, I'm pretty sure it's tattoos, but he's got he's tattooed with like red and black paint or whatever you want to call it all over his face, and he has like these horns that come out. Really, like a devil. Oh, he looks yeah. crazy. He looks nuts. But I, I thought that they initially kind of used him as a gimmicky character because there's a scene where two of the Jedi who use lightsabers and he holds his, his uh, whatever it's called, his lightsaber, his lightsaber hilt yeah. out. Uh-huh. He holds his lightsaber hilt out and, and if you've ever seen a lightsaber, you know, there's, there's the blade that comes out. It looks like a sword. Right. And then all of a sudden, and from the other side of the hilt, another blade comes out. Right. So he's essentially got like this, like and this it, big it, lightsaber staff looking thing. Right. And he can fight with it. He can fight two people simultaneously with it. So I, I think initially it was something that's like, hey, this will sell a lot of toys and we can make a really <laughs> cool fight scene with it. But right. what was fascinating about it was people really liked that. They were like, this Whoa. is this is awesome. Because no lightsaber prior to that looked different or did anything right. different. They all had been the single-bladed, you know, swords, essentially. Right. They were just swords. And this kind of started creating that that variation into the Star Wars universe. Hey, guess what? Now they can look a little different. They can build them different ways, They can make right? them differently. Yeah, and so that adds all these new avenues. But Darth Maul was kind of the first one that did that, and he just so happened to be, like, a really bad guy that they developed a really cool backstory to him. And he goes through all these crazy events and... And um, it kind of gives you an idea about what happens to him. But w- w- the best part about it was later on, uh, there was an animation series called The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I- actually, th- they actually finished out the last season maybe a year or two ago. It generally starts as kind of more of like a kid show. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on, the series was starting to be taken very seriously. So, for example, it's in the first season... Right, in the first season, or and just just to give you an idea, this series takes place in between two of the movies. So essentially, what this ser- this animated series was doing was filling in a lot of the pl- all the gaps and the plot holes. I'm sorry, filling in all the gaps and answering a lot of questions that people kind of had as to you know when did this occur and when what happened in between these two events. So the series kind of fills it in, and as, as the series goes on, they were kind of creating these really interesting characters. And things that people gravitated towards. And was like, hey, I really like that guy. It wasn't just like a kid show anymore. It kind of became canon. At some point, they decided to go ahead and say, hey, thing that is happening in this show. It's got such a following. It, it does. People are enjoying it so much that this is actually considered lore now. We're going to consider this part of the... And it, it does. It all, it all well works perfectly with, with right. it. But at some point, they end up bringing him back. Darth Maul. And it oh, was one of the coolest. By the way, re- you didn't mention this, but in the in the film in the first uh, the Phantom Menace, he actually dies in the or supposedly he dies in the end. 
Right, you're left to believe right. that until later on. At right? the end of the Phantom show, Menace, right, the, right, one of the one of the Jedi's ends up killing him, and he like falls off into a pit. And he gets cut in half. Like it's pretty intense, pretty gruesome. It's it's gnarly. But whenever you get to the animated series, they give you all this cool background about how he kind of like survives it and what he ends up doing and who he ends up becoming, and you eventually get to see the fate of Darth Maul. And it's fascinating how you have such a story. You know, you have such a cool narrative that began with three movies and only covered one story arc, essentially, right. and how it can branch out. Right. Um, by the way, Dave Filoni was over the Clone Wars series, too, so which he's been named the... He's been named the, I believe, the, di- the director of Lucasfilm now, yeah. The, the the people have spoken. He's He's got major authority now, so thank God. And I know I've talked about it before, but he's kind of a guy who... He's a guy who studied with or he kind of studied under George Lucas. They yeah. were real good friends, yeah. and he kind of taught him everything that. about Star Wars. And so mm-hmm. he started getting involved in Star Wars, and it turns out he makes storyline just as good, if not better, than George Lucas. <laughs> so people, there was a huge outcry to let this guy take right. over everything because you know the latest three movies kind of kind of had there was a lot of disagreements with how mm-hmm. things were handled and stuff and in yeah. star wars it generally never happens that way people may get kind of weird about certain things they used to say it about the prequel movies yeah. they used to get weird about that saying you know oh i think that's strange that he changed that or why did he make that happen or something and at the end of the day it's kind of funny because the prequel movies are now held right. to really high right. regard but, but correct me if i'm wrong but the actual the last three films actually weren't under george lucas's no oh, no and in fact, disney these, made these them. these are correct. the only three out of the film series that's that not under not that's not under george lucas right because right. right. I, I think disney just acquired lucas arts or lucas film or whatever right. it's called and i think it still goes by that name but to my understanding this guy who got involved and again, his content, in my opinion, is is just as good, if not better, than George Lucas's himself. Because he it's he's he's somebody who who really kind of understands it's he understands the universe enough to where he can build good, solid story with it. He just gets it. He's one of those people that just kind of gets it. But um, he's one of us. He's one of us. Yeah, he's not one of them. Oh, but anyways, um. So, uh, to my understanding, I think he's taking over either like artistic direction or something. He's the guy wow. who's who I think's gonna kind of be telling. He how just started as like a like a guy who is yeah. I'll help you do the kids show, and the kids show ended up becoming like wildly popular. People, like, Hill Disney ended up the show actually ended at some point. Well, kind of. I'm even thinking Dave yeah, Filoni. Yeah, he was somebody who who was mentored, and now he's he's leading it. I mean, right. He's, he's well, it makes sense. That's kind of how. Things are traditionally done. (laughs) That doesn't always happen in companies, but (laughs) that's how it's supposed to usually work. (laughs) But yeah, man, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's it's great to see somebody like that continuing on a cool legacy like that. You know, because he it because of somebody like him, he revived such an interesting character like Darth Maul. To me, that's (laughs) true artistry. That's that's a true storyteller. That's somebody who can take take a lore and expand upon it. And really give it death and meaning. That's and, a gift. Yeah. Well, I had a good time. I had a good time talking to you tonight, Chris. As always, man. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to follow and like if you enjoyed what you heard. And we'll do it again next week. All right, everybody. Stay true. Stay real. Stay righteous. <laughs>